listening to the 1208-Bit Nerd Church Podcast. I'm Jamin. I'm Tyler. And uh, today we are talking about New Mutants. Now, uh, this podcast is part of the Jackson Cloud Network. If you're looking for a church during coronavirus and can't get out anywhere, we've got an online church for you. Head over to jxncloud.com. Jackson Cloud. Uh, but uh, we're talking about New Mutants because me and Tyler, we're, we're going to start with no... No spoilers, and we'll tell you when we're getting to spoiler point. So um, that way, since movie theaters are not so easy to get to these days, <laughs> you'll have a little bit to listen to, and then you can decide if you want to continue after that point. But me and Tyler mm-hmm. canceled D&D last night. Unfortunately, yeah. To go all the way to cold water to get yelled at by some old man. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> About lights not turning off and brand new cars that no longer let you turn your lights off. We, we can get there, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, we, we drove uh, to, a, to a drive-in movie theater in Coldwater called the Capri Drive-In. First time I've ever been to a drive-in movie theater. Oh, yeah? Theater. Wow. That's not my Same first time. Same for pretty much everyone in my car. Oh, wow. Casey said he did it once, but that was a long time ago. Yeah. Lacey's never... My wife, Lacey, has never been to a drive-in. Yeah. Um. Uh... Is Joel? Do you think Joel's been to a drive-in? Not with my family, so he would have had to go someone else or something. Huh. Interesting. So I'm just the only person there that's been to a drive-in and <laughs> somehow got asked if I've ever been to a drive-in before. There you go. Uh, but no, we went to the drive-in uh, to watch New Mutants because in Michigan, it's literally the only place you can go other than way up north mm-hmm. uh, to watch any movies. And... Uh, so we ended up watching it. So what? First of all, the that, that little spat uh, before the movie. Well, it was during the beginning of the movie. Um, I was just sitting in my car. The guy there was a guy that was driving around on a golf cart, and he was like, "Hey, you got security lights, and uh, those security lights they just don't turn off. So I'm gonna have to tape up the tape up your lights." I'm like, "Oh, great, yeah, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. I had no idea because it was still a little bit light out, so you couldn't really see my lights at that point." So he taped him up for me, and I'm like, great, good to go. <laughs> Don't have to worry about that for the rest of my time. I'm just going to watch this great movie. And then, uh, and then you know, at about 15 minutes into the movie, uh, a guy comes up to me, and he's just like, hey, you need to turn your lights off. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I'm sorry, they, they don't turn off. Uh, uh, there's security lights, apparently. I don't know. And, and the guy from the actual, like, one of the guys that actually works there was like, oh, hey, uh, the guy must have forgot to, to tape up your back lights. Uh, the brake lights are still on for security lights. We'll, we'll, I'll tape that up. So he goes, and he's like, yeah, he'll, I'll be right back. And then the old guy stands there, and he's like, well, you don't need to be a, and he didn't use jerk, but I'm going to say jerk. Uh <laughs> about everything and so i rolled up my window and i'm just like well i'm not the one being a jerk buddy (laughs) and uh and so i rolled my window up i just let it go he ends up coming back a few times just to just to be annoying i guess and then that's all that really happened the guy taped up the lights the wind was moving the lights a little bit so we were all worried he was going to come back at one point (laughs) and uh so it it definitely uh that definitely had an impact on our experience i was looking over my shoulder like the whole movie because i like i got out of the car at one point i was like yeah hey man we drove an hour to get here oh that's beeping great i drove an hour to get here too i'm like dude chill out like we're trying to (laughs) turn the lights like (laughs) we did not come here to ruin your life sir (laughs) yeah i I don't know it wasn't it wasn't too big of a deal i mean i was just more worried that he was gonna like key up my car that's not mine i i I lease my car from my work so uh yeah yeah, no way i I really was like please don't like mess with my car in any way because i'm gonna have to call the cops on you (laughs) so that took maybe some of the enjoyment of the movie yeah. away, but maybe, you know we, we still saw it. We still saw it. So and when I could see through my foggy windows <laughs> between the humidity and the air conditioning, trying to balance it out, and then I tried to turn the uh, wipers on to get rid of all the humidity on the outside, but I actually turned on the turn signal. <laughs> I was like, "Oh no, he's gonna come kill me!" Who turns on a turn signal in the middle of a movie? <laughs> But yeah, so eventually we got to New Mutants, and let's do our unspoiler, spoiler free. Spo- spo- that's a better way to say it. <laughs> our spoiler free moment, and then we'll let you know to stop listening if you don't want to go beyond that point. 
So your thoughts just as a movie, spoiler free. Yeah, just as a movie, uh, spoiler free. I, I'll start by just saying if I liked it or didn't. Um, I liked it. Mm. Uh, was it the most revolutionary X-Men movie that's ever come out? No. Mm. Um, was I was I bored for about half of the movie? No, but that's only because there was a guy that I was thought was going to come get me. <laughs> um, was, was there a lot of horror in the movie? Maybe, but I was more terrified that there was going to be a guy that was going to come back to my window. So I feel like I'm going to be a bad judge of, of that there, right? I'm going to be a bad judge of whether or not the horror was great, but I honestly personally didn't think the horror element was really there at all. Well, it was PG-13 horror, too, yeah. so it wasn't like over the top. There's no gore. No, but I've seen yeah, yeah. good PG-13 horror. Those are the kind of horror movies I prefer in yeah. general. Like, I, I don't mind being scared, but I don't want to see, like, grotesque, I guess. This but... wasn't really scary in any way to me, though. No, no, it wasn't. It was just kind of... It, there was Luckily, there was no, like, jump scares, right? Or yeah. maybe if there was, it was, like, very small there kind of thing. There are some creatures that are very disturbing. Yeah. Like, for sure, a young child would be scared by that, you know? Yeah, but to call it a horror genre, because that's yeah. what I was kind of sold on, right? That's what people were kind of telling me. Mm. Uh, oh, it's a, it's a horror like superhero movie. Mm. I'm like, oh, that's going to be interesting. Yeah. How are they going to play the horror element up? And they didn't. Mm. They didn't really. Well, that's actually something I've been, what was it? It was like after Guardians of the Galaxy, I was like, this was still superhero, but this was also just like straight up a sci-fi movie or yeah. something. You know, like Marvel, it would be cool to see superhero movies done in genres that don't seem like they belong after Guardians of the Galaxy, because that would just be cool. And so they... Uh, I was like, what if they made a detective movie, you know? The closest we've gotten is maybe Detective Pikachu, which wasn't really all that mysterious, you know? It wasn't like... Also not MCU. Yeah, but it wasn't. it also wasn't about, like, the mystery as much as it just was a movie. But, like, when I heard horror elements, you know, like... There's some, and maybe that's the thing that we just need to talk about in general, like, because there's always kind of this question of, like, Christians and horror movies, like, mm -hmm. why and where and what's the line, and maybe the most interesting of that is Frank Peretti's book House, at least I think it was Frank, it might have been Ted Decker, I don't know. Either way, it's a Christian horror book, oh. <laughs> and so a lot of people are like, how do you do that exactly? I've only seen the movie, which wasn't that great, so I hear the book's all right, but... Like, you know, uh, why see a horror movie, things like that. Um, this one, I thought, had a lot of... Uh, it tried to bring in elements to make you think. You know, you do have people with backgrounds of Catholic priests being abusive, things like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, was it helpful to the movie or establish a point? I don't know. Uh like, in, in horror, normally I'm feeling it, it's something that's supposed to shock you, like, to your core kind of a thing, right? Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be terrifying to a larger extent um, than just, like, oh, that's a scary moment. Or, you know, oh, I've also been through a terrible trauma like that. Yeah. That's kind of, to me, that kind of cheapens the horror element when mm -hmm. you um, when you force someone to relive trauma yeah. instead of playing on what that what fear that like what that fear really comes from um and if we're talking about like christianity and horror and I, i've i've had some conversations in college but when i think the the best was came from you know a person that is a that does playwriting um does acting uh dr paul Patton um had probably the most influential it was and it wasn't just about horror it was about anything that when you're on stage acting and you're watching something that is a portrayal of of a negative aspect of humanity, right? Um, what does... If we portray those things, are we suddenly not... Are we suddenly not doing something as a Christian, right? Is, is it really affecting us to the point of... Um, is it really affecting us as 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 Christians to the point to say that we're not we're not like following Christ, right? Um, and there are some things where you definitely can see it crossing the line, um, oh, for sure. Like pornography, it's a, lot, a lot of things, yeah. Like pornography in any kind of way, just that that's a, that's crossing the line in an obvious way. Mm. Um, but like when we're talking about crossing a line, when we're talking about crossing. Um, 
crossing that that line. Horror doesn't really do that for me. Um, fear is something that we feel as humans, and I feel it in a lot of ways it protects us um, from a lot of negative things, and it teaches us a lesson about the, the past traumas that we've had. So instead of um, a movie trying to play off you having a psychological, psychologically terrible moment because they're showing your past trauma, which is terrible, um, instead they they help you realize what that fear really is and how you can conquer that fear. Um, a lot of horror movies usually do those kinds of things. They, they show you what that fear truly is instead of show, instead of showing you making you relive that trauma. Um, so I feel like it, it can be a tool that can be used in Christianity. Um, but you know, a lot of people, uh, are just like, no, if it isn't filled with joy, if it isn't filled with, um, like love and peace and kindness, then it's not going to fit as a Christian movie. However, there are a lot of Christian movies that talk, that have violence in them. Oh yeah, a lot of Christian movies. Even the Bible has tons of violence. Of violence. Yeah, um, tons of sexual imp- um, immorality. Mm-hmm. Um, tons of people doing the wrong thing. And if it's done in the right way, if it's done in a way that that is. Uh, is pursuing Christ and is pursuing, um, is pursuing at least some kind of redemption for a character, then I think that it's fine. Uh, if it's done in a way that's just to maybe like linger on that grotesque moment. Yeah. Why? I mean, I don't necessarily think it's not that it's like anti-Christian. I just think it's gross and I don't want to see it. It's kind of just annoying. It's just this visual blah. Yeah, well, even the Bible has ways of, like, talking about things that are inappropriate, but not, like, it's not going to go into detail, and it avoids that sometimes, where it's just, like, like, the amount of sexual content in the Bible is actually there a lot more than people think, but instead of, like, calling it genitals, it might say, like, someone's feet like that was a euphemism like that <laughs> these come up so there's some moments of the bible where like we today completely miss the fact that there was a reference there to to private body parts but it's because they're like well you all get to picture in our culture so they'll just say something else is that a figurative girding of loins uh sometimes it might be like <laughs> yeah i Maybe we'll do an entire episode on the sexual euphemisms of the Bible sometime. <laughs> but they they get I mean especially Song of Solomon. That oh man, that one's as as euphemistically poetically far as you can get. Um, and but yeah, uh, why did bring that up? Oh yeah, there are some like really horrifying moments in the Bible. It doesn't go into like this detail of like in the blood. Well. <laughs> revelation sometimes Mm -hmm. will (laughs) you know um but there's some other parts where like it's just absolutely grotesque and the bible's not going to like sweep that under the rug like it didn't happen it's going to tell everyone all these uh hebrews who were supposed to be the good guys came and acted like sodom and gomorrah and just completely Mm -hmm. destroyed this woman and then pieces of her body were sent to all the tribes cut up and sent to the tribes so that the tribes could see what had happened and hear the story and like that rises all them up against one of the tribes of israel because they're like what have you done you've done such amazing evil in god's people and then they start going to war with themselves civil war for just how far so like that's like a horror story you know like that's disturbing yeah, for this sure. like killing and raping and then uh cutting up the body and mailing it around so that they hear the story that's terrifying that's a Jared Uh, Leto story yeah but the bible still like uses this moment as a moment to teach and talk about like this wasn't okay what do we do because of it and so i i don't treat all horror movies as equal there are some that i've seen where i'm like i don't know if uh Goraholic is a word, but like there's some where I'm just like, you guys are super twisted into what it's, it's called gore porn. <laughs> okay, so like that's like mm-hmm. this above and beyond. I'm like, this isn't teaching anything, just whoever's making this likes to see dismemberment or something. Yeah. But then there's other moments in horror movies, and I'm more of a PG 13 level. Is I, I, some movies again, 
I wouldn't say all horror is treated equal in my mind. Some's just over the top, and others I'm like, I understand the narrative you're trying to tell with this, and that you're being sensible as to what makes sense but yeah well there's a lot of yeah. a lot of conversation around like passion of the christ right uh-huh. um one of the things that it needed it needed that r rating yeah um in order to show what really happened to christ and, and it, it is grotesque mm. what happened to him it is terrible it is torture and if you don't know that that story of um him him giving you know an, an ultimate sacrifice it wasn't just you know Oh man, he died for us. You know, they they you know put in some uh, injection serum, and he died within you know ten minutes. It was yep. excruciating pain, mm. um, which is horror. So like jumping back into into our topic today, yeah, I don't think really at all uh, that compared to the Bible's horror, I don't think this movie. Oh no, this movie wasn't anywhere close to like crucifixion or anything no. like that. You know, it like, didn't have like any horror elements to me. It was no, very much a superhero it was, movie. It was more of a thriller, is yeah. what I would call it. Um, it was like a coming of age movie. Is as a well. coming? Yeah, I, I was going to use that after we saw it last night. Coming of age uh, thriller is probably closer to. You know, it's like many superhero movies have already been done. Like, watch my power, and then it's the story of how someone discovered yeah, that, basically. Yeah, I, I have power, and I'm learning to use it, guys. Yeah. And, like, that's that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think that really spoils anything, because you're expecting it to be, you know, it's New Mutants. Yeah. Well, you get that from the beginning, is yeah. someone doesn't know their power, which the implication is obviously going to be by the end, like, They'll learn it, maybe. Yeah, that's usually how things like that Which, work. Which, honestly, man, uh, I have no idea. I'm, I'm going to save that that thought for a little bit later. But, yeah. man, I I don't know. It was a good movie. I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I If I, if the theaters were open and I could not have a guy yell at me, then... <laughs> or drive an hour to see it. Yeah. It would have been even better. <laughs> I might I might have, you know, wanted to watch it again just to see um, how I liked it on a second run-through. Um, honestly, though, if I had to go, like, out of 10, mine would be, like, a 6. Yeah. Well, that was kind of how I felt. And this, so, and we all, I think, between all three of our cars that went kind of felt unified in this, like, this didn't feel as much like a movie as, like, a episode of a TV show. Oh, for sure. It feels super short to some extent. You just met these characters and there's, since it's supposed to be the last X-Men movie, like, there's nothing that makes you feel like investing in it. <laughs> and partially because, you know, like, I'm never going to see these people again. And and on that note, it's not like the best story ever, like, oh, as a one-off. Like, yeah. A very memorable characters or anything like that. I don't know. I, I'd love to see where it goes. This reminded me of the MCU's, like, Phase 1 um, Thor movie. Mm-hmm. It, it reminded me of like imagine if that ended and we weren't sure if we were gonna get another like movie with Thor in it. Yeah, like that movie would have just been really boring. Mm-hmm. And it's because it's just this guy who lost his power who needed to find his power kind of a thing, right? And while that's a good story for someone who's never seen comics before or never like had that story happen before, yeah, it's not compelling like the original Iron Man was, mm-hmm. you know. There were moments in New Mutants, though, that I felt like they were heading in the right way, which I'm excited to talk about a few of those. Um, I don't know. Is there anything else that we could say that's not spoilery? Uh, probably not. I mean, I think we're unified as, like, was it a fine movie? Sure. Was it the greatest movie? No. Probably not. And... Did it feel more like a TV show or like it could have been done better in an extended TV show or even just be like a Netflix movie? Yes. Yes. I mean, if you saw this movie on Netflix, you'd be like, oh, that was a... I would have honestly probably said this was a, a fantastic movie. <laughs> I, yeah. I like recognizing how we view our mediums, right? Yeah. Um, when it comes to the, to the silver screen and we're going to be watching this like on the TV, right? Instead of, you know, going to the movie theater and having this, like, bucket of popcorn, we're all getting ready for this insane thriller of a movie. Um, it didn't really have the the level of... It didn't affect much yeah. in the world, right? 
So that's MCU has always been about what, how it affects the rest of the world. And you can tell with this one, they were like, do we want this to be a part of the MCU or do we not? Mm, yeah. Maybe not. So we'll, we'll leave it out. You know, we'll, we'll let this be a one-off. How do people respond to this? And I'm, I'm thinking they just didn't take enough risks in it is my, my opinion. Yeah. You know, I think I might compare how this movie felt to, uh, Maybe like the Scarlet Witch in Avengers. Yeah. It's just like, she's this character who by the end of Avengers, like you're supposed to think she was like kind of a big deal or played this huge part. Yeah. And like there's this focus on her like, you killed my love, you know, and you're like, who was this character again? <laughs> like, yeah. Huh. That, that, is she important? Yeah. There's mm. kind of that feeling with this is like, it, it had this been a part of the Avengers universe when we got to the end and they bring them up, we're like, who are these people again? Maybe to some extent, uh, but still enjoyable movie. The the uh, characters are occasionally a little over. Well, so that was another thing. The characters, some of them weren't super memorable or like didn't really play a part. You got the Stranger Things kid is in it. Yeah, I don't even know what his power was by the end of it. Not like, really. That wasn't much of a. He was there, but he didn't serve much of a purpose for the story. Yeah, and yeah. I, there's some things I want to get into with more of that later, but yeah. I don't really know. You have a very angry girl for like no reason, really, just kind of a jerk to. Yeah. People. That's the over, over type casting, maybe some, but. I don't know, like, somebody said they're like, oh, this is the Breakfast Club with superheroes. I didn't really... <laughs> yeah, that's what Casey said. I, I, I didn't really agree with that, though. Yeah, I didn't like, quite get that. But I also haven't seen Breakfast Club. So. What? <laughs> yep, I've got uh, problems. Okay, well, uh, I mean, <laughs> for me, I, I've seen the Breakfast Club. This didn't feel like that, right? Because the Bre Breakfast Club, while it has those very intensely personal moments and you, you really can feel for these characters... Um, this movie didn't have that. Mm -hmm. This movie had more of a, more of that superhero vibe, which if they wanted, they don't need to have, right? Um, you can tell that they didn't want to have all of that superhero vibe. If they would have focused more on the coming of age part of it, I think that those parts were done fairly well. Yeah. Like, uh, you, you, there's parts that we, like we can disagree with about about everything, but I, I think that the coming of age part for a coming of age movie mm. was done well, mm. and specifically uh, the person who plays Arya Stark um, in Game of Thrones is also in this movie. Specifically with her character, th that could have been done like more. She's been in coming of age movies before. She's been in. Um, a teenage like love story before and that's th that's kind of like what this movie was going for yeah right um with superheroes so it should have been that it shouldn't have been sold as this horror movie with superheroes it should have been sold as this this teenage love story with superheroes mm. and yeah the superheroes exist in this movie but they're definitely not one they're not heroes Two, they're barely super throughout the movie, except for, like, one character yep. who's constantly super. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and a lot of the powers, too, this is always interesting with X-Men, is it seems to, like, it, when, it, when you first start learning about X-Men, it always seems like science, you know, like, mm. evolutionistic genetic changes, and these ones felt more like spiritual Doctor Strange crossing over to the other side to some extent but you know well yeah because you can only draw on a certain amount before oh, you yeah. run out of like I got firepower i got water power <laughs> yeah and then you know, it does make sense in their universe they definitely have their own like scientific theory of their universe yeah. where like the extra dimensional is very big in this and in, in this one obviously mm -hmm. um psionics is going to play a huge part in like the x-men going yeah. forward just because of the power of the mind and everything um, and what that manifests to, because it can manifest in many ways. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I I'm excited to go into some spoilers now, though, I think. Which we will do when we come back right after this. Otherwise, if you don't want spoilers, come back to this after you've seen the movie.
welcome back. We're going to continue the not spoiler-free portion of this podcast. And I thought about this, just a heads up. Um, if, you, you know, movies obviously are not Christian and don't adhere to standards of uh, Christianity. If you're ever going to see any kind of movie and you're like, I am unsure for my kids or myself what elements are in it. Uh, focus on the family. One of the things that they launched was a plugged-in webpage, pluggedin.com, uh, which is fantastic because they review everything. Like, it doesn't matter really how inappropriate it gets, they'll see it and then tell you. I'm always surprised, even in some of the worst movies, they'll bring out little elements where, like, this. here's an interesting, like, Christian theme that we found in it. I'm like... I just didn't expect Focus on the Family to cut any slack to some movies. <laughs> and yet they will, but they'll also give you like an honest review as to how appropriate they think it might be for you or your kids or what kind of material you'll be finding in it. So if that's a concern to you at all with New Mutants, they've even got a review up there, um, which they would give it... Oh, they don't even give it... Um, they just write a conclusion for you to kind of base it off of. They don't have like stars rating on appropriateness or anything like that so huh. anyways i i found that web page to be helpful throughout the year so just putting that out there uh but now we're going to continue as far as spoiler free stuff everybody goes. dies <laughs> <laughs> well it, they don't <laughs> um if anything what only one person Really yeah, of... only one person. It was the, the the doctor. Yes, which was based on the... this. So this was one of the difficulties with this movie. So other than the fact that they're X-Men, there's really like very little connection to the bigger world of yeah. the Marvel Universe. So like that's part of the reason it still feels like a Netflix movie is like, what if we just told you one story from Marvel that had nothing to do with all these other ones and yeah. you never expected to hear about it again? Because the only connection is the doctor... Yeah, from uh, and what Wolverine? Well, yeah, the the is place it her is called... dad who made Wolverine or something? Yeah, something like okay. that. Yeah, that uh, was what Casey was saying. That's at least what I was getting from the name and everything. Mm-hmm. But it's like, uh, what's the what's the organization called again? M. Oh, I don't know. Emetrus or M. I was looking over my shoulder when they mentioned that part for the angry guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they uh, they mentioned it a couple times, but they're the organization that was from Logan. Um, they even showed clips again from Logan. Did they? Yeah, the ch- the children like throwing things around the room and stuff. Oh, okay. that's a video that Logan watches from the woman that he uh, like the mother of the little girl that he ends up taking care of throughout the entire movie. Oh, uh-huh. so like. Obviously, they're setting up in some way. This this little girl, the people that she meets in Logan, are gonna eventually run into these new mutants or something. That's what I'm feeling like, at least. Yeah. Um, where we where we're going, but I I'm just I don't know. If you're gonna do that, do a little bit more with it, I guess. Yeah. Connect it a little bit more. Yeah, because by the time it ended, you never felt like whoa this illuminates the whole. <laughs> the entire time I was watching, I felt like that was what they were doing. Yeah. I mean, I know that they tried to set it up. Like, if you were, like, if you're just not an X-Men fan and you came and watched this movie, which maybe that's what they were trying to go for. They were trying to get, like, more kids into it, mm-hmm. you know, so they could start building this universe again um, with some children behind it. Because that's, mm-hmm. you know, the driving force of movies is going to be children. Um, that's why it's PG-13 and not rated R, I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, it's just to get as many teenagers into this movie theater. Um, because... It doesn't really attach itself to Marvel properties right now. It doesn't really, especially in the fact that like the the magic that they're using, that even one you know one character's name, her superhero name is magic. Yep. Um, but the magic that they're using, the the mutant powers that they have, which is you know teleporting through limbo and stuff like that. You taught you you even referenced how it seemed a lot more pulling at strings yeah. than uh than old x-men yeah i mean like that girl not only does she transfer to the spiritual realm but she's got a sock puppet that turns into a dragon and lockheed uh, yeah and her arm turns into wonder woman <laughs> like i'm like this is more like a thor-esque type 
superhero than I'm all for it though. Well, sure, I was all for it. I'm sure it's just it's <laughs> funny because you know you go back to the original X Men. It's like there's a genetic mutation. It's yeah, like, that turns you into. <laughs> A limbo hopping warrior from <laughs> with a shock dragon, <laughs> dude. I'm all for it. if that dragon grows up yeah. and becomes like a full on dragon. She gets like full on armor with her huge sword, and she's riding the dragon, like popping in and out of limbo with a dragon hitting like a galactic universal like enemy. I'm all for that. That sounds cool, but uh, but that was the coolest thing we saw in this movie, in my opinion. Which was, like, by the end. Yeah. You know. And it's sad because she was also my least favorite, like, person. <laughs> yeah. She, uh, that's where I felt like she was just kind of, like, over the top, like, I hate you for no reason kind of character. I'm like, I don't know her past. Like, I don't yeah. know it at all. Yeah. Why is she like this? And they, they, hence, like, they're going to tell us more about these characters' backstories. And they're, like, giving us visions of these backstories. Mm. Like, one guy's in a mine and everything. We see, like, the mine, like, blowing up oh, and collapsing yeah, yeah. and everything. So I missed some of that scene and didn't understand what was happening there. Yeah. Was that someone's past or... That was his past. He was seeing visions of his past. So he like. was, like, a... Because she was... Because the main character has power. The main character's powers were to... Uh, bring your dreams worst fear. to life. Yeah, yeah, your worst fear, which for all of them was the time that they murdered somebody. Um, like the first like first time they murdered somebody, which for a lot of them were like a girlfriend that they had um, or their father in the mines that they were working in. Mm. And that's that's really great storytelling. Just go further. You have these visions. You can physically show these things happening and have these characters reacting to it. Maybe yeah. it's the fact that they were teenage actors at this point and they just don't have the experience to to show that reaction. But man, I want a scene where the guy has to relive his father dying and it's his fault again. Yeah. And I want that scene to be the catalyst for him being able to move on. You know? Yeah. I want them to build. They had it, like it's like they were trying to do it, but they just like by the end they were like, "Now nah, we need a big fight with a big giant thing that everyone can hit." Yeah, and it's like, okay, cool. Yeah, and there's a there's a moment where they try to mostly just tell their backstory by using a you know truth telling machine. Yeah. yeah. So like they're just kind of like talking about their past or whatever, but even then like. Part of the confusing parts in, in a movie like that is, like, there's one girl who, like, now I'll tell my truth or whatever, hook me up to the machine. And she's like, you don't need to be on the machine. I can I can tell when you're telling the truth. Which, for me, I was like, oh, so that's her superpower. Like, you oh. know. <laughs> so, like, you got to be careful with the themes you're telling in an X-Men movie because, like, I was confused as to where that was headed. And but no, she's just being a jerk again about... <laughs> well, that that makes me think, like... So, the entire time at the beginning, they're like, oh, well, when, when we experience trauma, sometimes we remember things we don't... Um, sometimes we remember things that didn't really happen, right? Oh. And then they were like, oh, well, I don't need to have a... I don't need a polygraph to be able to show that you're... to tell when you're lying. The problem with that is it makes this, this setup to me that maybe they're going to say that this is all an imaginary thing going on. Yep. This is all an imagined state from like a, a person that they showed in the past to have psionic abilities, which we don't know about psionic abilities. It's mind powers. Mm -hmm. It's just being able to do things with your mind. Um, I uh, think professor X for psionic abilities. He can telekinesis, telepathy, those kinds of things. Um, this person seems to have the ability to project fear onto them others and and from themselves um into the world and have a little bit of control over it by the end but yeah. man i wouldn't have been like hey i'm gonna travel alongside this girl who has a bear that's gonna kill everybody yeah. you know hey we're all fighting this thing and we all can't kill it but she's great i will say that that was i thought that was an enjoyable superpower so i thought there i wish there kind of could have been a little bit more to that story only yeah. because like x-men's done everything at this point as far as superpower goes to the point that this movie even like one guy's like are you turning to fire I'm like yeah i've seen that before you know it's like yeah <laughs> here we go again with the same kind of things but then someone who can make your nightmares come alive i'm like this is intriguing right but instead the whole movie is about learning that that is your power not like any Dealing kind with of interest power. with like how would you use that what's the moral 
like could you use that to make bad people become good or yeah you know but like that's that's not the story nor do we ever know if it will be the story and that's like the twist right is that she's actually like they're all like oh there's demons here with us and they're gonna they're trying to kill us all we're all reliving like the worst times in our lives now and it's it's all when this girl started coming here yeah and it's like okay that's great why aren't we exploring that more than you just telling how do you first of all when all of you were like oh man this girl just started coming here and we all started experiencing these weird things happening mm-hmm. no one was like only one person the evil girl that everyone hates is like that's a bad person and she's making us all relive our nightmares yeah <laughs> like no one's like huh this girl that just came here might have an effect on what's going on we know we're all mutants, yeah. but no one ever thinks that this girl... It was just so obvious. Why it make a twist? It was kind of obvious, yeah. Why and make it a twist? she did say it out loud, and then I felt like they ignored it and then brought it back later again yeah. as, like, the truth. I'm like, you already said that. We know. Like, yeah, like, oh, you're revealing <laughs> it again? Cool. Yeah. yeah. But she also... Uh... Oh, what was I going to say? I lost it. Okay. I mean, the... Just the the scope of the story they could have had here, I feel like they focused way too much on that superhero thriller aspect of it. They were focused too much on, we need to have a big bad fight scene at the yeah. end of our movie, when it didn't need to be that. Yeah. Like, the horror elements of it could have been drawn out by focusing more on the the terrible experimentation that this doctor is doing on these kids. And that, that, to me, was one of the parts where it just did its normal... I mean, all movies do this where the bad guy's like, and now I'm going to tell you that I'm going to kill you, and how? you know, like, While she's doing it? like Yeah, and the, so there's that middle scene where the doctor's getting ready to kill the new main girl because she's too powerful or whatever. <sighs> yeah, okay. But you're like, she could have done this. They thought it was just another test or experiment. Yeah. Just put her on her butt. Instead, she's explaining the whole thing. The first thing like she no says. no one would ever do. <laughs> first thing she says. Remember that dog I was talking about? Yeah. Yeah, it went feral, so we had to put it down. Don't don't think I'm doing anything right now, though. <laughs> don't worry. Don't yeah. don't think that I'm... Oh, my goodness. It's that just was the, the monologuing that happens in every movie where you're like... Dr. Doofenshmirtz from Phineas and Fur <laughs> is less obvious. Oh, now I'm going to kill you all. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. That was the worst villain monologue I have ever heard in my life. Like, oh, I guess, yeah, she's she's chained up and can't do anything. We've already discussed how this woman can take your mind yeah. and make you go through nightmares. Yes, without doing anything intentionally. Yeah. And you're going to explain to her... That you're about to kill her, which is, like, what makes all her nightmares come true? Like, what? (laughs) Like, it didn't make any sense. Also, killing her doesn't make any sense to me from, like, an evil organization standpoint. You think she would have been promoted first first thing. Hey, this thing, this this girl could kill anybody, uh, and we're all about killing people. Yeah, right. So, let's get rid of her. (laughs) That makes me think maybe they were trying to set up that maybe this organization isn't as evil as we think it is. Yeah. Like, maybe it's set up to like it's supposed to be a a flawed system not one that's evil but just one that while trying to do something right ends up doing the wrong thing which makes sense and would be a very good gray area villain kind of a thing this evil organization that turns out to be one that's trying to do good but Mm -hmm. obviously is messing up along the way yeah um but the problem is you can't you can't have your cake and eat it too here you can't say all these kids are getting these horrible experimentations done and that this that there's some moral correctness to this villainous group. Yeah. Like you can't be like, "Oh, well, in their eyes the Jedi are evil." Like in the in the you know what I mean? Like when Hayden Christensen is all like, "In my eyes the Jedi are evil." That's yeah. kind of how it feels when this like doctor who's been con- conditioning these kids to obey obey like you know what i mean Hmm. like we're gonna talk about following orders today like you can't just have that person be like no you're too dangerous the world like you're too dangerous for the world who what why would they why would they just think i we gotta kill this person yeah they're dangerous now well the other thing that i thought was odd about the setup is like the way that they get out is by 
her going away because she had a force field over the place. Yep. I'm like, is that legitimately? You put one lady who has mutant powers. Apparently, <laughs> is that what the force field was? I yeah, mean, she yep, was right? her power. So she's a mutant. And you have one lady in charge of an entire insane asylum. I mean, there's only five kids there, but it's five mutants versus one. Like, you realize if they just get rid of her. Yeah, just just <laughs> one of those kids had enough power to stop. Yeah, like, that doesn't make sense from, like, a story perspective. I guess if you want to keep budget down, don't hire any more actors. Like, but <laughs> it was discussed in the movie yeah. that one of, these, one of these girls drugged the doctor. Oh. What if she just used poison and yeah. killed the doctor? Yeah. Forest field gone, they're allowed to leave. Mm -hmm. You know, like, and she said, like, I've killed people for less kind of a thing. Why didn't she just kill the doctor at that point? Why are they... I don't get why the evil girl that's supposed to be evil and killing people and even suggests to this woman, I could kill you at any time I want to, would just put a woman to sleep that she hates. Yeah. Like they're they're selling this woman, this girl, this German Russian girl, because her accent changes a few times. Just like everyone's <laughs> accent in this movie is just a little yeah, it's a, it jumps around a little bit. I it's not that it's necessarily terrible, and I know that accent work throughout an entire movie is very hard. I I don't I couldn't do it, um, but man. <sighs> You can't just have that girl that's supposed to be this psychotic girl at the beginning. That's what they're kind of going with. She's got this, like, puppet in her hand, and she's weird, and she's a bully, and she's just a terrible person. You can't have her not try to kill the the bad yeah, guy. Yeah. You just can't. Yeah. Because you've set her up as somebody who would do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, I guess all these little fights are, like, when you're trying to think of... Like, Tolkien's going to think over every last little, you know, detail of this world he's creating. To some extent, we're just, like, fighting that, like, they didn't think over every little detail of the world being created. But, you know, I I, I guess, what was one of the other things that was... Oh, so the faith element in this movie, because we have a Catholic priest who's been yeah abusive because one of the girls is a werewolf or something you know so he's trying to exercise her or something i i don't really know if that was the case i didn't fully follow but yeah there was like witch was the thing that was kind of yeah. said a few times about her which i mean what was the m that they were it was a it was a w oh, it was a w <laughs> which i wrote it upside down uh so okay so that was what they were Trying to the branding her as a witch out. kind of a thing. It's it's a very old Salem witch trialsy kind of yeah, feeling. So it, it kind of didn't like fit with like the day and age. All the other themes felt like they were trying to say like it's 2020, baby. You know, so yeah. like why do you have like do you is your perception of Catholic priests and exorcists? Well, I think thing? so because their other thing was this girl said you know demons can't oh uh, yeah, yeah demons can't go into churches. Which by the way, <laughs> in the DC universe. There are demons, like real demons, and they can't go into like those kinds of areas because God exists in the DC universe. It's weird. Look into DC. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but in the Marvel universe, it, it, to do that is an obvious. You're trying to, to me, you're, you're definitely anti like Christian at that point. Mm -hmm. When you're intentionally say, having a character say demons can't go into churches, and then having a demon break through the church. Yeah. It's just kind of like. Dude, you don't want us calling out your, like, culture, you know? I, I don't know any priests that have been branding people lately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we, there's definitely things you could call out Catholic priests for, mm -hmm. you know, sexual impurity problems mm -hmm. um, that could definitely be touched on. Mm -hmm. But, like, branding a woman for being a, a witch? Yeah, that's pretty old school. Yeah, very old school. I mean, we're <laughs> talking founding yeah. of our country old yeah, school. Yeah. Like, geez, man. Yeah. Well, so one of the interesting themes that I, I thought was interesting about the faith theme was that, A, this girl still had faith. Yeah. Uh, you know, that she's still believing demons can't get into churches. She's still going to a confession booth. Uh, she's doing all this even as LGBT, you know, and like, I was like, I'm just interested. I'm interested that they didn't just like, I hate faith. I hate Christianity. I toss all that out the window. Instead, they like 
I'm worried that's where they're going, though. Well, yeah. I'd, so if this story continued, I'm sure they'd get to that point. Yeah. Uh, as most of these themes would. But, like, I was intrigued that in this story, like, they didn't frame her perception of God in, like, a good or healthy light. Well, no, but she didn't have a but, good or healthy perception of yes, it, right? So, like, But she did at least believe, you know, or or continued some of her Catholic upbringing, yeah. despite what it had put her through. Which, I think that's great. I, I think that that part for me, with mm. with specifically how she's responding to faith and everything, I, I love that she's still having faith in God, there is there is a creator, and that the creator does, like, there are... That's the weird thing, though, is you can tell the person who wrote it doesn't understand the faith, because... No Christian is like, demons can't get into churches. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, we've seen, you've seen somebody cast out demons at churches. I mean, that's usually the place it happens. Exactly. <laughs> so demons can go into churches. So I don't know where you'd be taught that, that a demon couldn't go on to. Yeah. I mean, it God. seemed like a very simple, like idea what do i believe christians would think about churches and demons you know yeah but like yeah that so that's what makes me kind of think it just that's where like for me it just feels like almost an anti like yeah or you could tell that eventually it would get there if it wasn't there yet you know that type of thing but but i was intrigued at least that her character you know the more you get to know her throughout the story you're like She's hanging on to God, surprisingly. She was actually my favorite character. And I get like, okay, so I don't want to say this. It it had like this anti-Christian sentiment. But I get where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. Um, This person was deeply disadvantaged by the church, deeply hurt by the church, and taken advantage of by a a church member and branded by a church member. This, that's terrifying. To have faith through that almost seems seems to be more of a Stockholm-y kind of a syndrome than it does to continue your faith. Yep. That because, if someone told me they had been through that and they're like, "That's why I don't believe in God," I'd be like, "Yeah, I get that. You know, mm. I, I get that." I wouldn't say to someone like, "I wouldn't try to, you know, well, you should still be a Christian through all of that." You know, that's not how I would respond to them at that moment. Like, that's trauma. That's terrible. Yep. Like, God wouldn't be like, "But why don't you believe in me?" At that moment, like Jesus would probably sit next to that person and be like, "Hey, are, are you okay?" Yep. You know, so like I get that story, and I I appreciate the storytelling because I think that's one of the best characters in the entire movie, mm. and uh, played by a character who was in Game of Thrones, um, uh, Maisie Williams is, is that the actress's that name. Yep. Um, what else is she in? Because I was trying to decide if I uh, knew it's her. It's Fault in Our Stars. Uh, oh, okay. Is that the movie? Is she in that? Yeah, she or she's she plays not the, the main girl in that. She plays no, so she's not that. Then it's whatever movie where she was a cancer patient. Yep. And the kid, the guy, was like thought he was going to be a cancer. Like he thought, like he yeah, had cancer. Was he was that's Fault in Our Stars. Fault in Our Stars. Okay, so yeah, that that was her. She's the main girl. Oh. That's Maisie Williams. Okay. Yeah. She's a versatile actress, um, mm-hmm. especially for her age. That is amazing. Um, the fact that she can do accent work and be Scottish. Yeah, I thought she was Scottish. She was the only person that I believed, except for one scene where she just talked in American. <laughs> yeah, which was weird. It was a little weird. It came came off. I was kind of like, I don't know if she just messed up her accent or if maybe that was just a bad take or something that they left in. Yep. It was the best take they had of that moment. But I think, man, above and beyond, Maisie Williams killed it in this. Yep. Like her character, the way that she felt, like the 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 actual reactions to um, th- that shower scene where the the priest actually came in and was like branding her again, mm-hmm. and she had to relive that terrible moment in her life, like that's horror. Unfortunately, it's a trauma. It's trauma, right? And that's yep. where I don't like it. Is it makes people that have had these scars from from a Christian life. It's just reliving your trauma. Yeah, it's it's horrific. And she did a great job portraying the horror of that scene. But I feel like instead of taking the trauma and just having her relive it, they should have had her growing from that trauma, mm-hmm. learning how to face the trauma and get better through that, you know, like to 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 face it and grow a little bit. I feel like all these characters in this movie just stayed the same. Yeah. Nobody changed. Even the main character who learned how to use her powers was like, oh yeah, remember that story about the bear? Well, there were two. 
and it's the one that you feed that that <laughs> it's like yeah great old like native american parable that everyone heard on facebook about wolves yeah right that's fantastic i i guess but i think that was just a crappy explanation of her power yeah and they they quoted that like four times throughout the movie yeah you know i was like okay we got it when you started the movie that way <laughs> so. yeah Oh, it's going to be a personification of a bear? Oh, there's a bear that's here? I wonder if it's her power. Oh, it's her power? <laughs> wow, that's captivating. Yeah. Man, go through with it. Like, really, like, let her character experience guilt. Maybe this is, like, where's the, where is the guilt? She just destroyed everything and almost killed her friends. Friends by the end of the movie. Friends with quotation marks by yeah. the end of the movie. You're telling me that she doesn't feel guilt for that? Mm-hmm. She's not extremely upset by that. Like, they're all smiling. Like, they just defeated... They just, like, got Thanos. He's done. We saved the world, guys. Yeah. No. Like, you guys are in a horrible position now. Like, you you realize now that you've just been being... You're being conditioned. And you were being tortured by this woman. And then this other girl that showed up that you barely even know. She's been there for, like, what? A couple days? Barely. Even yeah. No. Barely. Bare, barely. <laughs> <laughs> She's been there for a couple days, and you're all now friends with her? Like, I get why. They really did a good job of showing the relationship between uh, Maisie Williams' character and the main character. Um, that was very well done. I don't even know the main character's name. Moon? Yeah, Moon something? It, yeah, I Moonshade? Saw yeah moon showed up a bunch that's all i remember yeah but like they showed their relationship and uh whether or not you know lgbt stuff i know that a lot of christians are going to be very you know pushed away of that stuff happening that's life though if movies didn't have it i wouldn't say that that's a reflection of real life mm. um that stuff does happen um just like that violence is in real life people uh heterosexual relationships are in real life um it's just it's just showing what real life looks like and you know whether you agree with what's happening on screen or not it's not trying to be a christian movie so that's what i think about the lgbt kiss because i know that's gonna be a question within the church right yeah well you know we're free methodist church we have a traditional stance on that but at the same time like you're saying like the movie's not a traditional movie with a traditional stance you expect you expect themes like that to show up for sure so uh, yeah it's not it's not like you know there, there were like, oh, hey, church, look what we're doing. Like, maybe there yeah. was some director that's thinking that when he's writing it. But, like, th- it definitely wasn't feeling that way in the movie. It felt like they were trying to have a genuine connection, which I felt like they did by the end of it. And I feel like their characters definitely had a reason to be like, okay, we made it through this problem. We made it through this obstacle. Yeah. Um, but the other three, I'm like, first of all, who are these two guys? One's got flame <laughs> powers, one's got energy powers? Rockets blast off power or something yeah yep. he can do stuff i guess and then you got one that's just literally jumping through another dimension and pulling out a really cool sword and dragon like and teleporting that's cool and all but who are they and why did they care about this person no, they, that they weren't just developed met? at all no i mean the stranger things kid by the end i'm like why were you with this <laughs> like what did you even do before this movie was over yeah i he had one of the best stories and genuinely wanted to change and like heal from his problems that he had, you know, mm-hmm. but then he was just treated as this like tertiary character, not even like a secondary. It was all the way to tertiary character yeah. and it's just kind of thrown away. Like by the end of the movie, it's like they're only giving him lines like, Oh, I've seen stranger things <laughs> like, yeah, funny line, sure. No, that was my line. Yeah, well, like, did, he, did he say that no, in the movie? Oh. No. <laughs> like that's that's how it felt. Though. That was my joke, yeah. That's how it felt though. Yeah. Then you say it. You had plenty of time before. I it was did say it. I said it when it was over. <laughs> I said it in my car, Casey left. <laughs> you said it to me. Oh, yeah. Okay, fine. Uh but it, the characters never developed anything. Mm. Like I don't feel like that character grew at all from his dad dying. Maybe a little. Yeah. Maybe a little. Like, he admitted that he killed his father to another person. Like, that's that's a big moment. Mm. But was it, like... Was it the kind of development we were expecting? I don't know. He probably had the best 
development for a character, right? But it was kind of, again, a, a secondary thing, a very tertiary thing. Um, but who else had development? I mean, the girl from Russia? Yeah. Uh, I have no idea what even her past was. A guy with a smiley face <laughs> tried to yeah. kill her. That was probably the scariest part of the whole movie, it was just Slender Man showing up yeah, or whatever that was. but like... I have no I had no connection to it, so it's not actually terrifying, yeah, no, it's just weird. It, it was just weird. Like, it wasn't scary. It was just like, oh, that's creepy looking. Yeah, my wife was terrified by it, but that's because she doesn't <laughs> like scary things. She doesn't like anything like that. Fair enough. Um, so, like, PG-13 horror is, like, terrible for her. She had to look away. Yep. But for for her character, I didn't. she didn't develop at all. Uh, she didn't learn anything. She learned to be friends, maybe? No. With the main character? I think her character just existed to be, like, a big reveal of a cool superpower. By the yeah, yeah. That's really it. Yep. Well, let's talk about Flame Guy. Man, was he thrown away. Yeah. Man, was he just there. He had one dramatic moment. Probably... He was just eye candy. Yeah, but he probably was the best developed, like, my... Uh, trauma catching up with me, like reliving that moment. You know, because for him, it's like first girl I kissed, I burned, and now f- I'm trying to kiss a girl for the first time in forever, and I did it again. And yeah. that's about all that his character it. was. That's, that's all his character was, but at least, like, he had to relive the moment. And face like, oh, it's happening again. And will what I... was that used for? Yeah, no, that that's what I mean. Climax, I'm not like... saying like, it, but it was maybe the best setup of like my past catching up with me. Maybe I don't, I don't know. That's literally the only scene I even remember of that guy. <laughs> yeah, it, again, this is where I, I think we come back to your first, like when you mentioned that it seemed like it would have been a better like TV show or Netflix movie. Yeah. Imagine this as a TV show. Yeah, and as tell these stories. As or... it's going through, maybe it's like five episodes, five mm-hmm. hour long episodes or something, or three hour long episodes. And every single time we're seeing a new, like we're experiencing, I would say five hour long episodes. Do you know why? Because there's five characters. <laughs> And we need to learn five backstories. And every episode has a backstory, a twist on that backstory, or something that reveals something about their character and then how they come through the trauma. Or you hold on to how they come through the trauma until the last one have six episodes where you're revealing backstory information throughout all of them. You want to lost it is what you want to do. I, I mean, yeah, you just do something. Do yeah. something with it. Because like in, in the hour and a half that we have, right? They have about an hour and a half to make this movie... Um, have a beginning, middle, and end, and it's just, it's a cohesive story, sure, but it's a really boring cohesive story. Like, we've heard that story of child gets powers, child doesn't know how to control powers, powers go crazy, people have to stop the person from killing people, end of movie. Mm. That's all this was. And... There wasn't any point like the fire guy. Like, yeah, he had a moment where he's like, oh, I killed somebody with this power and now I have to deal with that that trauma. But how does he deal with it? Yeah, he doesn't. No. he, he wash, The next time you see him, he's washing dishes for the only comedic reef, relief in the entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> when scary guy walks in, you're like, ah, washing dishes. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, great. Man, that's just such a... It was kind of a disappointment to like have that like have that set up for all these characters that have good backstories. Mm. You know, they all killed somebody, they can relate on that, right? Like by the end you realize that the main character is the one who killed her father. Yeah. Like man, where is that like why is her father's coming to her? Why Wait, is he hey, not What happened? They're running from the bear at the, the beginning. Bears. Oh, so the, she killed the tornado, her dad is what you're saying? Unquote, quotes, yeah, she's the one who okay. killed her dad. All right, gotcha, gotcha. So why wasn't... I didn't catch that, but... <laughs> <laughs> so like at the beginning, yeah, they're running away from something, um, and she doesn't know what it was. It yeah. was the bear, right? At least that's what I was led to believe. I missed most of the beginning. So yeah, I, I also know. had a hard time keeping, <laughs> keeping track I, of I figured either on. the doctor had killed her dad and like stole her out because she wanted no. her or that possibly she had done it which is what you're saying happened yeah because yeah, they were running away from something at the beginning and then yeah her dad's like i need to go back there and help those people 
And then she sees his body thrown next to her. Gotcha. And then she gets yes. dragged away by something, which is obviously the bear at the end, but that is what we find out. Yeah, I missed that whole entire yeah. scene. So I don't... She wakes up, and she's inside the... Um, She's inside this facility. Mental hospital. Yeah. Psychiatric mutant lab. <laughs> yeah. And so we're led to believe, at least I was led to believe, that this bear is what killed her father. So she killed her father. Mm-hmm. Like most of these people, she had a part in killing someone that she loved. Mm-hmm. Um, which is something they could all have related to. Yeah. Why by the end have they not Established. mentioned it? You yeah. know? Like... It would have been great if the fire guy would have been like, like sitting there after like everyone has died. There's a moment where like everything's going down, you know, instead of having him be naked and getting up and covering himself up, like maybe he quickly puts some clothes on that he finds like laying around because there's a bunch of stuff just laying around. He just has like a towel or something he puts on and he kind of walks up and like through this moment of like fighting and everything, they could have had this moment where like somebody protected him Mm -hmm. from something. And then he could have been, like, walking up to that person and, and, like, revealing again, like, I killed this person. And, like, instead of, and, like, they're in this circle, right? Like, at the beginning, and no one wanted to talk about their problems. They instinctively sit in their circle and pull up this rubble, sit in a circle, and they, they all start talking about their problems. What if that was the end? Hmm. You know? Because that, that tells me that they're developing. They're now at the point where they feel comfortable enough with these other people around them that they can start talking about their problems. And I feel like that would have made this ending just really stand out. And it would have made everything worth it. Like that entire fight, you know, her kind of going, was was it me who killed my dad? Maybe she asked the question, that's like the final thing, and then it cuts to black. Yep. Like something to just make you go, what's next? And I want to know more about these characters. Maybe they don't reveal everything in that final like scene of them talking around. I know it would feel like this huge juxtaposition, right? For um, it would feel like this huge juxtaposition from a huge fight. But I feel like it would have added enough depth to the characters that it would have made sense. Yeah. So here's here's the interesting part. We just I, because we're nerds, we can rip apart a lot of little things. But oh, yeah. despite all of the maybe scathing, like, moments, we both started saying, we actually enjoyed this movie. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I still enjoy it, right? Yeah. I still enjoyed it. It wasn't a... It wasn't something that I was like, ah, you know, I, I really hate, like, everything about this. It's, it's more like... It just didn't have a satisfying conclusion with what they were building up. Make it more of a rom-com. Make it more of a coming-of-age movie. Make it more of a horror movie. Just do something other than everybody suits, fights big boss at the end. Yeah, I mean, that was ultimately where it headed. Yeah, I mean, I I felt the same way. Again, I think know your medium. If this was a Netflix movie, it would have been great, and we'd all want more. You know, as a movie, movie where we know that we're not getting more, or we expect we're not getting more, didn't quite feel complete. Just felt like the start. It felt like it felt like a prequel to something that. Maybe there'll be a number two. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Either way, yeah, it was uh, enjoyable enough, and I appreciated trying to find a new element genre to bring into a superhero movie. Yeah. It just maybe wasn't the strongest, but yeah, otherwise, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, um, probably won't have a new movie review for a while yet. Until a movie theater opens, I'm not driving all the way to cold water every time that I... No. <laughs> not with that guy sitting behind me. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but uh, we we meant to originally talk about Batman today. Um, we will get back to that eventually. But next week, we've got a guest joining us, a Baptist pastor, to talk about uh, um, train movie. Uh, Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer, Yeah. Yes. I With saw the graphic novels the other day. I was like, I feel like that'd be interesting, but I, I didn't read through it or I'll buy need, it. I so. need to read through that then. Yeah. I need to rewatch the movie before well, we a, talk about that. Yeah, you should. It, I enjoyed it more the second time around, but it's also being turned into a TV show right now. What? Yeah. Oh. It's like going on TV or it either started or huh. is about to start, but I haven't watched it, so I don't know. I think it's directed by the same guy, too. Oh. Which I think is the guy who directed Parasite, which won all those awards. Oh, really? I thought so. Let's see. Parasite, director, 
what's his name? Something. I have no idea. I've watched Bong Joon Ho. Bong Joon Ho. Sorry, I'm not good at my pronunciations here. You're Vietnamese pronunciations? My Korean, is it? Is it Korean? Oh. I think so. At least Parasite was a yeah, you're right, you're yeah, right. South Korean South filmmaker. Korean. So he directed Parasite. But did he direct Snowpiercer? Yes, he did. Oh, wow. Yeah. So now that you've seen Parasite and enjoyed it, maybe you'll... Yeah. Enjoy this. He also did The Host. Did you ever see that? I think I might have. I saw that back in the day, but like had no appreciation for foreign films at that point. Yeah. Maybe I might enjoy it now, but I I didn't. I still struggle because I don't like reading my subtitles the whole way oh, through. So. <laughs> I'm a big anime person. So maybe so. you'll enjoy all these. Who knows? Yeah. All um, right. I'm excited for it. Well, with all that, we will catch you all next time. See you on the flip-flops. Still working on it. <laughs>